Welcome to TechTastic, the podcast that explores the cutting-edge world of technology and its impact on society. New breakthroughs and developments are revolutionizing the world around us, presenting exciting opportunities as well as complex challenges. We'll explore the big ideas and key players so, driving uh, these transformations Kaz, really as we seek to, to understand the implications of these advancements for our um, lives, really our communities, and our planet. Join us on this journey of discovery about, and exploration you know, as we navigate the fascinating and ever-evolving like, world you know, of technology. The this is TechTastic. All right. Yeah. Great. Good to be here. Yeah, no worries. But then the idea arose that he could teach others. So we put a message on Nextdoor, you know, the software platform hmm. connecting, and we were overwhelmed with interest. So we used ChatGPT to, to figure out how best to go about this. It advised us to use Eventbrite. So we created a few events in Eventbrite. They all sold out right away, $20 a ticket. So then he ultimately, after doing a bunch of classes like that, right here in our dining room, he uh, used some of his proceeds to start renting the boardroom, quintessential big boardroom at our community center. Fast forward to today where he's taught uh, 23 classes with over 200 people ranging from age 10 to 91, most of them senior citizens, but he's made over $4,000. He's also had B2B clients that have hired him to, to and he's spoken to boards of directors. He's now got the, this company, Sonoma Clean Energy, is hiring him to come up and train the whole company. He's making $400 for this 90-minute training. And then, uh, just to, to round it out, um, we've packaged everything we've learned into a self-paced online course, essentially a business kit. It's, a, it's essentially a licensing agreement where now um, kids his age and older around the U.S. and Europe are doing the same doing the same thing in their communities and the final little point i have is that senior citizens asked man is this really only for young people and we thought well okay obviously if 12 year olds can do this older folks can too so there are now senior citizens that are training to teach other senior citizens how to, to take advantage of these tools so so no community is left behind well, that's fantastic. So that online course system that you've set up, is it done in like a franchise model or how are you making sure there's not competition between the different parties? That Yeah, well, we've built it all in Kajabi, kind of a premier online platform for online courses. And then the terms and conditions basically include a licensing agreement and we're building in some form of non-compete where folks can still do complimentary things, but not just blatantly take our stuff and, you know, well, it's more the if you've got five people in the city of Seattle, how do you determine who has the rights to give it at a particular date or, or to have particular people involved in it? Do you have oh, yeah. geographic like limitations or anything like that? We may we may get there. 
we're early stage enough to where, you know, we've got the 12 year old in Houston, a 12 year old who's making money in Sacramento, 13 year old in Denmark. But as we get more geographic penetration, then we might ha have to start giving some geographic exclusivity. But as of now, we have not done that. So you could potentially have different trainers of different ages in the same area, but we're, we're not there yet. Okay, okay. I, I, I love it. I mean, taking something that's uh, as emergent as AI, uh, well, especially in the last six months, eight months, and uh, building almost the, God, I don't even know how to, I, 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 the first thing I thought of is like the new version of the lemonade stand. Yes, right? exactly, exactly. <laughs> Christian, that's our moniker. It's the modern day lemonade stand. Oh, I didn't even know that, but that's what I thought yes. of. You, you got it. You boom. That's that's it. It's our story, but but it's really about your listeners. And I, I would want your listeners to really understand that that they, their tech savvy kids or neighbors or nieces, nephews, grandkids, mm. have this opportunity, this modern day lemonade stand. That's what I want your understand your listeners to really get. As explains tech. Yeah. As you decided to do this, you got excited by ChatGPT. I'm assuming first. You saw something in it, you saw an opportunity and you started running with it. Like what was it that excited you and how did you decide to build this modern day lemonade stand? I mean, I started when I just uh, like saw it on the trip to Tahoe, like I was on my computer and I was watching this video about this guy who was uh, using ChatGPT to code uh, a video game, I think it was. Oh. And I thought it took him only 30 minutes to do that. I mean, I wonder how long it'll take me. So, I mean, I tried it out and it, I mean, I was able to like write code in a matter of seconds in like in a matter of minutes, I was already like deploying code online. So that's where it really was like, whoa, this thing is really powerful. And so like, later I told my dad about it, like, dad, you need <laughs> to check this out. <laughs> and so fast forward, like I'd say a few months and I'm like, dad, what if I started teaching people about ChatGPT and from there kind of evolved into uh, me teaching people about ChatGPT and uh, fast forward now, I'm doing like plenty of interviews and uh, I even got like B2B clients. The B2B clients <laughs> is really exciting because they're all afraid of what's happening. They don't know how to react to it. You've got a lot of like, like I'm a Gen X. Um, I imagine Sam, you are too, but like a lot of us, we we're, we're pretty used to change because our generation was hit with like computers and then the internet and then mobile phones and you know the smartphones and all that kind of stuff so we've had change after change after change i think as a generation we're pretty comfortable with it but but uh kaz you come into it like it's on steroids i mean change is coming so fast with I, i'm just off the top of my head i can say like quantum computing and ai and driverless cars and thomas vehicles and robotics and all that kind of stuff that like you're so open to it i'm curious how old are you i'm 12. you're 12. you're 12. Wow, uh, this is going to sound like I'm, I'm trying to, I'm making a connection between yourself and myself at that age. At uh, at 12, I had actually started my first company too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we, I had started writing code in fourth grade, but Ooh. yeah, I, I mean, I was very, very early to it. My dad was an engineer and so I had access. And uh, those early experiences like shaped my whole future and how I approach everything. And so I'm, I'm looking at you, Kaz, and saying, wow, here's this, this young man who's already, like, this is a, a, such a big change. This is on the order of the wheel. 
This is such a big thing that's hitting us and you just grabbed it and started running with it. So first of all, kudos, that's awesome. Um, and second, what do you think comes next? Like you've, you've started building this thing, what do you wanna do with it? Well, I think I soon just wanna have it to where like, uh, we have like plenty of people all around the world and to where like, if you wanna get a class about ChatGPT, you can just go online and you can find a class within like five miles of where you live, or not like 10 miles from where you live and you can go there and you can actually get a good class learning about this new up and coming AI or this new uh, type of tech. So it's not just like focus on ChatGPT, not just even AI, just like overall just tech. So what do you do to stay on top of it yourself? I mean, there's so much happening all the time. You can be inundated with all the news every day. How do you stay in front of it? How do you stay on top of it? Uh, ChatGPT, I ChatGPT <laughs> or uh, Microsoft Copilot. Like, what's the latest news on uh, ChatGPT or what's the latest news on AI? So do you, uh, like, there's a whole bunch of them, right? Like Claude AI came out, or well, the new version of it was released recently. And some of them have newer data. Have you started, I mean, you said that one of the first things you sat down and did is you watched somebody build a, a video game and then you went and did it yourself. Have you built tools for yourself that you use to help stay informed and to build out the content and that type of thing? Uh, not really. I usually I'll just like open up Microsoft Copilot on my computer, which is like the new and improved uh, Microsoft Bing AI. Like it has access to your computer, like for good reasons. But my point is, is I'll use that to say, okay, what's the latest news on ChatGPT, and then tell me how I can try out that news. Mm -hmm. You know, like if there's a new update for like a new type of uh, question is able to handle, I want to try out that question. If there's like a new plugin, I want to try out that plugin, just stuff like that. Yeah, uh, Kaz has done some of these classes via Zoom, you know, with people dialing in from all over North America and Europe. And there was a relatively senior tech executive in one of these Zoom trainings. And he shared with the group that he was afraid of losing his job. He, he does <laughs> internal communications, you know, basically like writing emails on behalf of the senior execs. And after the session, he followed up with Kaz asking for a one-on-one -on -one training uh, wow. so that he could figure out how to become more productive in his job using ChatGPT in an effort to retain his position. Well, I actually wrote him like a full-on like essay length question for ChatGPT that basically told ChatGPT how to write in dance in like the person's style. So basically with that, when it wrote in that style, it was so good at it that it even fooled like most of the ChatGPT detectors online, like even the ones that said 99% of the time accurate, it said it was 0% written by AI. And that's what's really like, even something I wrote myself, it was like 5% AI according to those devices, which is really like, whoa. Yeah, I think it's scary. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go back to this moment in time that I think a lot of people in my position had. So November, ChatGPT 3.5 comes out or 3 comes out. And um, I've been in AI for 20 years in some form, predictive systems for uh, logistic systems or recommendation engines or ad tech or whatever. We've been doing forms of machine learning or AI for a long time. But there was that moment when I first saw ChatGPT and even me, a Gen Xer who's used to change and seeing that all the time, I panicked. I, I Much like the, the guy you were talking to, the executive that was like, oh my God, my job's going away. Well, and that's because for me, the, the technologists were the wizards. We created the world around us. 
we were able to sit down and create magic. And all of a sudden, there's this system that can do it for you. Anybody can create magic now. You know, the curtain's been pulled back, the wizard's sitting there pulling his little levers and everybody else can do the same thing. Like, welcome to the the, the wizard world. Like you're getting in so early that you're, you're able to show others how to pull the levers and do all that kind of fun stuff and create the reality around them that they want. Uh, it's very exciting. Uh, for me though, I actually went through a long period of dealing with that too, like looking and saying, wait a second, wait a second. The thing I'm afraid of, and this is the thing I always wanna to say to the audience, like the thing that I'm afraid of is just change. I've built a career and a reputation and all that based on this magic that I can create. Now you can do it. Shouldn't that be a great thing? Shouldn't anybody be able to create this magic? Isn't that what the technology is there to do? When we invented the wheel, the guy that was out there, you know, pulling uh, things around before the wheel, I don't know how the hell they move things around, but like, you know, on his backpack, the guy that was the biggest guy that could carry the most stuff on his back. Now his job's far less important, but society benefited. We were able to do more. And that's how I think of AI now. The, the rate of change and the ability to absorb that and to be able to see every day and adapt to it and share that with others. Wow, good for you. I mean, it's awesome that you're out there and you're helping others. And from the sounds of it, you've had a lot of uh, more senior people like the generation even before me, you know, uh, the baby boomers. And they've been really adverse to technology through the whole thing. Like, I still have my uh, my parents are very comfortable with all of it because my dad was in the field. But um, my in-laws, no way. Like, they're still afraid of computers. Their their car, if it had a computer in it, that would freak them out. You know, the, even the basic stuff. So, how do you find like it, this is a pretty big jump from your generation to the you know the baby boomers? How do you how do you connect with them and help them? get over that anxiety of technology. Well, I kind of just explained to them how like AI is here to stay. So if you have want to have a chance at like self doing stuff, it's like actually like powerful. Like you got to use ChatGPT or some form of AI because AI is here to stay. It's like trying to escape the setting sun because there's no escape. <laughs> <What I said. laughs> the sun sets every day. Deal with it. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> As you build up this global network and you're looking for other people to train and to build their little local area, what do you look for? And how would somebody that, like if I was a, a CAS in Portland, Oregon, how would I get involved? Well, if you wanted to like get involved and kind of do what I do, you can just go to genaiacademy.ai and from there you can just sign up for uh, the project program, which basically you get like a bunch of videos from me and my dad just learning how to do what I do, like how to deliver the perfect presentation, how to like, you like not even need a script, but how to just like, like use the audience to like get your point over. So if like, like if you wanna get like, if there's someone in there that wants to uh, learn about like uh, how to use it in their specific needs, this gives you the ability to help out. Like this gives you the ability to teach plenty of people no matter what their needs are, but still give them what they want. That's fantastic. So is this a is this something I'm paying for if I'm coming there and I'm, you know, I'm Kaz from Portland, Oregon, is there a fee associated with it or is this something just putting on the world? There's a small fee of- 198 bucks. Oh, wow, that's nothing. Uh, exactly. And and be aware too, that it, it gives folks the right to use the presentation, the fully animated presentation that Kaz has been using. And even though they don't have to follow the script, there is the script. So basically, He's done it 23 times. It, it 
leads to a very predictable experience for people. He gets everybody to laugh when he demos the product. He gets everybody's jaw to drop, all that stuff. And so it just enables folks to just have it like in a, on a turnkey basis and do it in their part of the world. So that's a great deal. I mean, it, it's really hard as uh, looking around anywhere. If you were to try to buy a franchise and something, you're going to be spending a lot more than 198 bucks. So that, yeah. that's you know, that's a great deal to get you up and running, especially if you're new to it yourself and you don't really know the technology. Like to get up to speed, to be given all of that, that's fantastic. Man, there's peace of mind that, that you get from knowing your kid is on a good path. So. Kaz has developed, you know, all the public speaking skills and the leadership skills, the EQ that comes from this, the confidence that he can not only get a job, but create job for others. And then there's been all this media attention. And basically, when other folks do this in their part of the world, it, it ought to lead to similar, you know, a similar phenomenon. As you're listening to this podcast, you can't see Kaz, but he's got a great presence. He's the phenomenon for us has included an invitation to fly Kaz and me to, to Fargo, North Dakota, so he could give a TEDx talk. <laughs> we had a, a conflict and we couldn't go, but like, it was like, you gotta be kidding me. And then he has, he's spoken to the board of directors of the Soroptimist International Foundation. He's being paid $400 to go train all the people within this renewable energy company in this area. You know, it's just things like that come out of it and ought to happen for, for others who do this and they're part of the globe. Oh, that's that's amazing. I mean, it, it's such a great story all around. I mean, I I love the, so the, the modern day lemonade stand thing like just sticks with me so strongly. <laughs> I think that especially if you're, if you've been raised in the Western culture, you've been raised with a pull it up, you know, lift yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah. But most people aren't given those skills as a child, right? Like they weren't taught. Yeah how to do it the the idea of the lemonade stand is kind of gone or the paper route you know like the, you know our generation a lot of kids have paper routes but now you've kind of reinvented that brought it back and, and brought it into this modern technology space which itself is just uh unimaginably large uh so th this is really really great has uh i was i was asking you before what you think comes around the corner and you talked about it being being able to go down to uh, like maybe your local community center and being able to take a class on on something like this uh, and i think that that's beautiful i mean to have it uh, neighborhood connected and having everybody you know kind of pulled up and having that same experience but for yourself like if once that happens maybe that happens next year maybe it happens five years uh what would you want to accomplish after that i honestly don't know like yeah. five years a lot of time for now you know i'm just focused on teaching presentations and going to the school and hanging out with friends. Like, I can't really see that far into the future. Huh. That's, that's what I was hoping you'd say, you know, <laughs> hanging out with friends, you know, yeah, going to school. Part of what this is all about is um, taking advantage of AI, which, which for many of us can be scary, intimidating, or even alienating or dehumanizing, but taking advantage of it in our own little way to foster more human connection and camaraderie and community. And that's across generations. So human society has kind of evolved in many places, especially here in the US, where there's less and less intergenerational connection. It's it's not as common to have grandparents or three generations living in a house, but that's part of what we're doing is, is uh, bringing the younger generation and the older generation together because of AI. <laughs>
that's fantastic. Something that feels so alien that can pull people together. Uh, what a great story. Kaz, did you have any last words? I mean, if you guys do want to like uh, learn more about like what I'm doing and how to use AI, you can just go over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Kaz Explains Tech. Kaz Explains Tech. Excellent. Kaz Explains Tech. I will be adding you to my YouTube watching list following you. I, th I think that it's, it's going to be a great one to watch. So uh, Sam and Kaz, wonderful to have you on. It was a real joy. And that's a wrap for this episode of TechTastic. I want to thank you personally for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Until then, keep exploring and stay curious.